welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. And welcome to today's episode of Your Podcast or Mine. I'm Sherry, and today I'm speaking with Ron Bloom and Dan Levine, the creative minds behind the podcast, Anomaly Questionable Movies. So um, how are you guys doing today? Thanks for joining me on the show. I mean, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm like getting over a cold, but uh, that never stopped me from talking. <laughs> and... It'll stop me from talking. <laughs> Dan's cold will stop me from talking. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm doing pretty good too. Good. Just uh, so, did my normal um, thing. Just watched. <laughs> yeah, I'm always really proud of myself when I get somewhere because I don't have a GPS or a smartphone. So I just <laughs> I, I had this like notebook, I think from when I was 12, and I pulled yeah, and I pulled it out, and there's like, I I made a Watchmen fan movie when I was 12, and this is my unfinished notes. <laughs> and very unfinished. It just says 19.2 investigate, 21.7 suede missing an E, Where's and then a parent myth in the corner. I don't know what that means. What happened to 20? I can't tell. Yeah. So yeah. this piece of paper is covered on both sides with very detailed directions to my uh, to my apartment. <laughs> Dan's phone is a little is. Is not as young as I have phone. like the burner phone of a very unsuccessful drug dealer. <laughs> um, In all fairness, oh, I can't great. get to his place anywhere without a, without a smartphone. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, I used to use those types of directions when I was going to a club that was outside of my area that I didn't know how to get to, it would be like, okay, turn here at this rock on the street. <laughs> and there'll be like a Dairy Queen at the end of that road. So make a quick right after that. And yeah, so I, I know, I know those directions. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dairy Queen. I miss Dairy Queen. Ooh. We're, mm, we're in Boston. You. So everything is a Dunkin' Donuts. And so, oh, yeah, so our equivalent is make a left at the Dunkin' Donuts, go a few blocks, make a right at the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, stop at the light next to the Dunkin' Donuts. It's, yeah, it's like crazy taxi, like the background starts repeating after a while. But unlike crazy taxi, they do give you tickets if you uh, swerve into the other lane or uh, try to um, control your car using a Dreamcast game pad. <laughs> Um, which Dan might have tried. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it would have worked too if I had the the VMU in it. But um, so yeah, yeah, that's fifteen yeah. minutes uh, of answering your question. How are we doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, why don't you uh, start with a brief description of the podcast for those who may not have heard Anemone. Well, I mean, who hasn't heard the podcast by now, right? Like, it's, we're blowing up. We've taken the world by storm. We're like the Jonas Brothers, but we're not related. No, um, we. So it's a podcast where uh, once a week, Ron and I, we get together. We're both uh, 
people who've spent a lot of our lives watching uh, moving pictures and <laughs> sometimes with sound. Talkies. We're really into talkies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I went through a silent film period. Anyway, we watched the movie, and then we uh, set up Ron's laptop, and then we uh, – oh, and then we uh, – most episodes, we also watch an episode of The Super Friends. Um and then we usually end up spending about two thirds of the podcast talking about the 10 minute super friends episode <laughs> and then try to make sure we remember to say what the movie was about. Cause a lot of these movies can be kind of, they, they were very attracted to the kind of movies that defy plot summary, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Or, or when there is, uh, when you can define the plot, it, it's so uninteresting. Right. <laughs> Hashtag Barbarella. Theodore <laughs> um, Rex was really hard to explain. In fact, we did so over two episodes. Well, Theodore Rex, it was, it's a buddy cop movie about Whoopi Goldberg and a guy in a dinosaur outfit. And the moral of the movie is that in the future, people are going to be more racist against dinosaurs than Whoopi Goldberg, and that's why I went straight to video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I listened to... The, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no I, I listened to that episode, and I'm intrigued, so I, I have to go find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, our, our, well, our tagline, or, or at least the original tagline was two guys try to watch all the movies and then it became two guys try to watch all the movies so that you don't have to and so some of these movies like theodore rex we didn't realize we'd actually make people interested in watching them um i mean some of the movies are definitely uh i mean we've watched like good movies yeah Yeah. i mean but a lot of times when we've gotten responses to the podcast i always think of the i mean this is a terrible movie but the angry video game nerd movie it all be like the the guy on YouTube where he just reviews like terrible NES games, and it opens with him in like a GameStop or something, and some all these people are like, "Oh, I saw this YouTube channel. I need to play Wally Bear and the No Gang now," and he's just like beating himself over the head. It's like I failed, <laughs> you know. Like, um, but we make a point of uh, uh, not make a point of we we spoil the movies. So we're not making point mm. of spoiling the movies. It's that after several episodes, and I was talking to uh, uh, a couple of people I know, and I was describing the podcast, and they said, do you tell people about the spoilers? Like, no, it's not really a movie review. We're not doing movie reviews. We're doing discussions. Like, it is not cool if you don't tell people that you're going to spoil it. So now we begin every episode and multiple times during the episode letting people mm. know that there are spoilers. And we're not trying to spoil them. In fact, when we talked about Planet of the Apes, I was reluctant to describe the ending, um, and then Dan pointed out that it is a 40-year-old movie. So, I mean, it's the most parodied ending, like, besides Rosebud. Spoiler <laughs> alert. No, 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 um, wait, don't say... Don't oh, yeah, say yeah, it. well, okay, so I mean, that's a spoiler if you already knew what the spoiler was, but, yeah, I mean, like, Charlton Heston finding the Statue of Liberty, like, that's been parodied. God, I think that might have been parodied more times than, like, uh, what's-his-face playing chess with death in the seventh seal. <laughs> like, that's it, – it's ingrained in the culture at this point. So I, um, I'm i basically just, like, making excuses so I don't feel guilty, but I'm going to keep doing it. 
how did the two of you meet and then decide to do a podcast? How did we? Uh, well, we have mutual friends. So my girlfriend. Elizabeth, I mean, the podcast. Yeah. So there's like there's a long version of the story in a short, but I met. I was writing a book and living off of like meager savings by squatting in this house in Boston Spa, New York, and I was loitering at this coffee shop where uh, uh, it was the first place to ever sell Death Wish coffee, and the baristas figured out that. If they gave me free coffee, I would heckle anybody that came into the store that was annoying <laughs> them. They called it getting Levine's. And so they just keep feeding me this, like, the, the most caffeinated coffee in the world. That's how they, they try to sell the stuff. And so I was just like, you know, because I got Lageria when I'm asleep. So uh, it's Lageria being the SAT term for a verbal diarrhea. And... Uh, Liz came up to me and she she was doing her capstone for an anthropology degree on homeless street musicians and she thought I was homeless because like I knew all these guys because like one of them was selling Ambien out of the coffee shop and uh, somehow we ended up dating somehow I ended up in Boston and then (laughs) I met Ron through her college friends' friends at a party, I think. And that's that's the Potter Rapper, <laughs> who who has not been on yet, but is but already has the nickname Potter Raptor. Right. Yeah, we've been trying to get the pod guest and the the Pod Raptor, the Potter Raptor, to uh, to do a, a separate podcast where we go through all of the prisoner, probably on laser discs, because neither of them have seen the, the Patrick McGowan prisoner, and uh, Ron and I are both mildly obsessed. But I think we're, we're both more willing to devote 17 hours to uh, basically what is one long episodic movie. Oh, yeah. For me, it runs in the, my older sister is like a big shot with the International Prisoner Society, which is... Uh, is that a humble brag? I don't. I know people in places. They pay their dues. <laughs> right. um, oh, so that so so uh, yeah. So the Potteraptor introduced us, and there was a, a at a party. She and her roommates always seem to have parties. Mm. Oh yeah, their party. Anybody over at the uh, Skidmore, like that's. I mean. So the the college nearby this coffee shop where all of our mutual friends or yeah I guess all of our well I've met a lot of Ron's other friends now from Boston but uh, it always gets number one in the Princeton Review for marijuana usage grams per student I think <laughs> I don't think they measure grams per student but yeah marijuana usage party school etc and I had a radio show there for like ten years but I never actually paid them any tuition I just kind of used resources. <laughs> Um, it's like a recurring theme. Um, but uh, so Dan also, or you could. Oh, yeah. I'm, so th- I'm telling Dan's story. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's got, he's got, uh, you know, he goes to flea markets and garage sales and, and other ways of getting a lot of uh, uh, movies, uh, LPs, books, etc. So comic books, you name it. Board. I've been mm-hmm. picking up weird board games lately, and we've been wanting to do a. Because I found this this like seventies board game called The Question of Scruples, which was like uh, it's like a car an educational card game where you 
you have one deck of like incredibly uncomfortable ethical questions, another deck of responses, and I realize that you can replace the response deck with the response deck from the game, that's what she said, and still have a coherent <laughs> game. And so I thought that would make an interesting podcast episode. So that's something to look forward to breaking off a little piece of the remix. And, and the, the, the trick with that, because we also did an episode on, on comic books, um, and the, the, the tricky part about that is that uh, we have to describe what we're doing at that moment um, and with something that it, it's all visual. Because with the movie, it, it was our experience was visual, but afterwards, you know, we might take, discuss a visual component of the movie, mm. but we're not expecting people to actually uh, sit there and watch. That's where the plot and the plot summary is important. But with something like, okay, we're playing the game. Uh, how do we? We just play the we, game on the on the podcast. I think right, right. Like read the question out loud, and then oh, okay, scruples. play the other. Yeah, scruples with because uh, we we were playing that at the Halloween party that you missed, and it was like it. There's a lot of really weird board games and card games out there. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like I, I've been collecting board game versions of Tetris, and there's 15 or 20 of those. Um, not that I have, thank God, because I don't think I'd, I'd be like sleeping on the street and putting the Tetris board games where my bed is. But <laughs> make one big Tetris board game out of twenty smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. I guess if I can stack them efficiently enough, um, that's the sixteenth Tetris board game. <laughs> so the final ending to how we started doing this, when we were at that party, Dan happened to pick up a whole bunch of of DVDs that they were just a mixture of stuff. And we started talking about it. And I think you said, hey, we could do this on a podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Because I've always, I mean, there's a little bit, not always, there's a little bit of me that's wanted to, oh, I want to do a podcast. That looks neat. But I have nothing to talk about. I'm not going to try and do that. Um, I tried blogging before, and I realized several times. I think the blogs are pretty good. Like that one you did on Wonder Woman was the first paragraph of that is just gold. Oh, like. thank you. Well, that wasn't a blog. That was that was an, uh, an isolated essay. Oh, okay. Um, that was actually it's a small easing. That's not mine. Mm-hmm. Is easing still used as a word? It is now. Online magazine. I'm keeping it in the corpus. <laughs> We're being recorded now, so that's like if the if the OED is listening, there's your usage for 2019. <laughs> easing. <laughs> that's, isn't that like a 20 year old word well I mean how old is the word word right like most of the words we use and go back to like 1700 or whatever yeah okay alright actually Shakespeare invented the word word right actually I think e-zine is buried in the back of uh, um, A Winter's Tale along okay. with uh, uh, Exit Pursued by a Bear <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's how it started. So we watched a couple of movies from there and then branched out. Oh, you know what? Let's watch this movie. Ooh, you know what? I haven't seen this yet. And I heard, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I had a pile, like, because I used to own a record store in the back of a junk shop and people, like, didn't realize that I would buy things, but they still, like, people were just dumping DVDs left and right. And I would, like, come into the store and there'd be garbage bags worth of just, like, I got somebody just left two garbage bags worth of like gay vampire romance movies by TLA releasing once with a the box set of the wire 
Um, you know, the stuff <laughs> just piles up, and it's like I want to see a lot of this stuff because it looks like, uh, you know, it, it's not a thing you'd see every day, and that that's always been, I think, more than quality. That's what I've always looked for in movies is like a unique experience. Like the gay vampire episode of The Wire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's how it started. <laughs> so, that's uh, that, and that's the short version. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a short version. <laughs> so, um, I I want to uh, quickly go back to the coffee shop because I'm a regular consumer of of the Death Wish coffee. So, I <laughs> I can relate with that. I I get hopped up on that stuff all, uh, quite regular. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, and I wrote a whole book on that stuff. Like that, and I wrote it in like three months, and then I realized, like, oh, oh crap, this is like fifteen lawsuits waiting to happen. So it's just sitting in my house. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but but getting back to words. Uh, so how did you come up with the name of the podcast, Anomaly? Uh, that was all Ron. Yeah. So. Uh, there is something called anomia, which is it's the inability to remember a word, I believe. Not quite tip of the tongue phenomena, but, but somewhat related. Um, so I used to study cognitive psychology. Um, so that's how I even know about that. Um, but so I created a word, anomaly, which was sort of derivative of that, but it's not the inability to remember a word is having a concept without a word. Mm. And I don't know how long I spent looking for that. And I said, I don't see a word for it. So this concept needs a word for it. So I made it up and I posted to Urban Dictionary. It's got something like seven upvotes and three downvotes. Um, so, you know, I'm a little better than 50%. Yeah. Uh, uh, Two thirds, one third, roughly mm. a little better than that. Um, but yeah, so that name's been sitting around for a long time. I actually own the domain names and that was years ago. And it's not like I tried teaching people this word. So when it came time to do the podcast, it's like, where do we host this? Uh, so we use liberated syndication, but we can have a, a custom domain. Uh, um, and so I said, you know what? I have this thing that's been lying around collecting dust and I'll say, I just don't want to give it up. Um, but uh, so here, we'll put it on there. Now, what should we call the podcast? And Dan was the one that said, oh, well, let's use a nominee. The problem with the nominee is that nobody knows how to spell it. Nobody knows what the word means. Nobody knows the word exists. So we change it to a yeah. nominee. Uh, what was that? Yeah, we're, we're taking America by storm. Yeah, yeah. Now most Slowly people, but surely. Yeah. you know what it means. So, hey, we've made it. Um, so, uh, um Oh, so then I had to realize, well, the podcast is about movies. The name doesn't say anything about it being movies. So let's make an anomaly mostly movies. That lasted about a week and a half uh, when I realized that there is a podcast out there called Mostly Movies. So, so what is it now? Is it still mostly spoilers or, or, is, or no, it's questionable movies? Yeah. Right. Okay. So we'll see if that name sticks. Mostly Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I I had difficulty pronouncing it when I first 
saw it. So I had to like frenetically listen. Well, I had to listen to it first a bunch of times, and then I had to frenetically um, spell it out so I could, you know, so I wouldn't botch it. Number one, but then I, you know, harken back to my childhood because it reminds me of Manamana. So you know. So you can do the do, 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 do. <laughs> So but you know and Menomena is like a, a made up word too, so kind of I think. So but, Almost almost but, the same as, as Menominee. <laughs> not, quite, not quite the household world word that Anomaly is, but we're getting there. No, wait. Well, I mean, Waka Waka, that was like the original wall, right? Because, like, he's not actually <laughs> laughing, but he's come up with this word for, like, I'm laughing out loud, but I'm not actually laughing. <laughs> waka Waka. Right. <laughs> uh, so, do you well, think that's how Waka oh, yeah, Waka got his name? Bobby Bear? Yeah. Oh, sorry. What was the question? Oh, I, I was just going to say, do you think that's how Waka Flocka got his name? Was from Waka Waka? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I never thought about that. Ozzy Bear can't even laugh at his own jokes. He or tried. have you ever heard any of them? Well, okay, yeah. fair enough. But, but you think that he'd find them funny. I mean, he's trying. Well, it's it's the general, like, he he's lovable because you get the sense that he desperately needs you to like him. It's like a laugh track on a bad sitcom. Like, the fact that they're trying so desperately to get your approval is endearing. That feels so sweet. <laughs> I, feel, I feel both. I want to I I hug the sitcom. <laughs> right, right. So Not the writer. The oh, no, no. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. People will find it funny. Somebody out there. <laughs> <laughs> so you said, um, do you uh, put out the episodes on a specific day, or is it just like just once a week whenever you feel like it? I mean, that that's how I go. That's how I roll. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, when we started it, I think like it, we've got, we make a good team because I can watch movies and talk literally like, I, I have a lot of trouble stopping talking, and I have no administrative skills, or, like, I'm not great with, like, if, if somebody kind of, like, pushes me to do something, I'm good with follow-through, but if I'm just sitting on my own, like, I'll just watch 500 episodes of Degrassi in a row, which I did, <laughs> um, and so, like, Ron kind of is, is, like, the guy who makes sure shit happens, so... But I'm the one that says, hey, do you want to record an episode this week? Which is a passive-aggressive way of saying, <laughs> hey, it's time to record another episode because it's another week. Um, no, no, I mean, it's, it's okay if we skip a week if it's mm-hmm. really bad. I mean, we both have other stuff uh, we need to do, but it's also, it's really fun doing this, and I want to, you know, I, we want to keep it on a roll. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it's great doing it because, like, I was, the thing is when you watch that many movies by yourself and you don't talk to anybody about them, the second you're back in some kind of social sphere, you're just kind of, or at least I, I have this tendency to just sort of speak in this oblique collage of like references. There's no reason anyone who is like gainfully employed would understand it. It's like <laughs> reading Finnegan's Wake without footnotes or anything. And, uh, and so this kind of like helps, 
you know, get it out. Yeah. And it also, um, I remember this a lot in the comic book episode, but in general, in, in different episodes, Dan will start talking about um, stuff like that, and I'll stop and say, wait, who's that? So can you tell us a little bit more about who that is? And then he'll have, like, lots of stuff to say about that person. But But I know, you know, trying to think, well, I don't know who this is, and if I don't know who this is, there's there's a really good chance that, that a lot of people in the audience don't know. Or if there's even a nominee. Yeah. So I actually tend to do, like, like the Facebook posts with Twitter. I was doing a little research into what's the best time to publish a podcast, and there seemed to be no good answer. Somewhere out there in some article, there was something that said, Tuesday at 6 a.m. or something like that. I'm like, if you read everything, and even that article, there's very little reason to think that Tuesday at 6 a.m. is the best. Um, but so, but I've been trying Tuesday at 6 a.m. Well, it's kind of like like I'm Macklemore and he's Ryan Lewis, right? Like, because <laughs> Macklemore, you just in his apartment smoking weed all day, going to thrift <laughs> stores, and then, you know, you add Ryan Lewis to the equation, and, and like, stuff's happening. Um, Please, Macklemore, don't sue us. Or, or no, he's well. No, no, he, he gave yeah, he gave a bunch of interviews where he's like, "I am a marijuana addict," and oh, I was okay. like, "Man, that is that is the whitest shit I've ever heard." <laughs> um, and that's not to be confused, <laughs> not to be confused with, say, Kevin Smith, who we're big fans of, mm. who is a marijuana aficionado. Right, right, and I'm a. I just smoke a lot of marijuana. Yeah, I haven't come up with an official title <laughs> for it yet, but yeah, we don't. We, we, we're, you know, I think said that everything's on the table. <laughs> we won't hide. You know that all the ways on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Not literally. I put it away. Oh, I was gonna say, where is it? <laughs> I did get the, oh, the Potterat for my birthday. Got me a um, what do you call it? a grinder, a mm. weed grinder that looks like the Death Star. Nice. Yeah. I used to keep my weed in a fake duck beer can. <laughs> <laughs> what better use is there for a fake duck beer can? Well, You're not now, gonna put beer in there. Now it has all of my like RCA cord adapters and things like that in it. Okay, which is which is nifty, but. Yeah, no, there's there's so many. Those things are great. Yeah, I should have gotten more cans when they had them at Goodwill because like somebody had, I think it was part of like a, a dice game or something because it had a bunch of like Simpsons themed dice in it. But I just kind of tossed the dice and kept the can. That sounds like anathema. You just took something that's potentially a collectible and you got rid of half of it. Well, I mean they're sitting around my apartment. They're probably in my oh, couch. Oh. So I didn't I didn't actually throw them out, but I just don't. You know, if I roll a Barney with no contacts, right, like, it's it's hard to – I have enough trouble making decisions. Oh, it's a drinking game. Every time you roll Barney, you take a drink. <laughs> Every time you roll Homer, you take a drink. Every time you roll anybody else, you re-roll, right? <laughs> if I roll a Marge, I start cleaning up the apartment. <laughs> cleaning up all the beer cans that you had just done. Right? <laughs> Oh, that's great. So how <laughs> how do you guys uh, record and edit your shows? So is there a rhyme or reason to that? 
Well, we've been our structure is fairly loose. The things that are structured is the beginning by saying, you know, saying hello, the two of us giving our names and the name of the show. Um, hopefully, within the first couple of minutes, mentioning the name of the movie we watch, <laughs> and we've been and trying. summarizing the plot. We've yeah. been trying really hard to do that and yeah. not always succeeding, but yeah, it, it we're took, getting there. It took about three or four episodes to realize, you know what? The audience has not seen the movie, most likely. We should really tell them what the movie's about before mm-hmm. talking about it. So, although I know the last one, uh, we just did Barbarella, which uh, we've got uh, the, we've got two episodes, one Listomania going on next week, and then Barbarella in two weeks. And then that one, uh, we took almost the entire episode to summarize it, because every so often we'd come back and say, oh, yeah, so the plot. And at least it was... Um, What's the word? It was chronological because we've gone before early on where we just jumped around, jumped to the end, jumped to the middle, jumped to the beginning, jumped to someplace later. In oh, the- yeah. And like Barbarella, somehow we ended up like Jane Fonda in zero gravity, meow, and then <laughs> romantic notions of nature in during the Industrial Revolution and how it ties into second wave feminism. And that's the kind of show that it is. So, And he's not making that up. That's actually... <laughs> That's what we end up talking about. Have you seen Barbarella? Um, bits and pieces, not the whole thing. Oh, well, in the bits and pieces that you've seen, can, can so you, you saw imagine? the bits and pieces that were covered up with the credits at the beginning, right? <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> and probably the end, too. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, like... Damn, and Jane Fonda, nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, this was it's 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 a B movie classic. It's one of the best B movies out there, but uh, I don't know that it was quite the science. It's a science fiction movie, but I don't think the science fiction was the focus. So that's all messed up. It was all. Uh, but anyways, we don't need to keep talking about Barbarella. We'll we'll get we'll get to there in a in a couple of weeks. But uh, just the point that. That that the 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 writer and director of Barbarella probably weren't thinking about second wave feminism per se. Well, it was uh, all. Isn't that no yeah? Idea? No, he was he was thinking about like Ted Turner asked him like, can you give me a a kind of prototype for video dating before the fact? Yeah, that was what twenty years before she met Ted Turner. Yeah, yeah. Twenty years before she met Ted Turner, there was a movie being made with Ted Turner in mind. Right, and then I guess Jean-Luc Godard must have seen the movie because she ended up in Tuvabien a couple of years later. And um, I mean, that, that's an okay movie. It's not as entertaining as Barbara. <laughs> Definitely not one of the, like, not on the, the high end of the Godard movies, but there's, like, there's so many Godard. There's, like, more Godard movies than there are Lil Wayne mixtapes, like... Well, it's funny. Well, not funny, but... Uh, <laughs> It's amusing. No, not even that. Well, how how we ended up watching Barbarella? The waka waka. <laughs> the waka waka on it is that I walked into Dan's apartment and he's got like some of the stuff he uses as decorations, as LP covers or videos, and so he had a, a VHS tape of Barbarella in the original case. I'm like, oh, Barbarella! Oh, mm. so, and it turned out he's never seen it. He just liked the cover art. Yeah, I mean, I've been picking up. I mean. I uh, I kind of I've set up my apartment like a museum because it's the only way to display the stuff with any kind of because it's a lot of different kinds of things 
And uh, yeah, there's like a row of VHS tapes with covers. And then in my uh, living room where we watch the movies and record the show, uh, I have a collection of like 45 different blank VHS cases. Um, just kind of lining the wall. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's probably some kind of explanation for that in the DSM six. <laughs> Is it up to six? It's up to six. Yeah, they just they're, they're like Friday the Thirteenth movies. They just can't stop <laughs> putting them out. I'm dating myself. When I was in school, it was the DSM three R. And so to me, that's the DSM, and I was shocked to find out like a little while back when there was a DSM five, and you're like, what? They updated it, and they gave it actual, you know, new numbers. Mm. So wow, DSM six. I'm dating myself even further. Oh yeah, there was a DSM Millennium Edition, <laughs> DSM three point one, DSM Z. Right. Oh yeah, it's just like. It's just like the ICD-9, it's now the ICD-10, and it'll be pretty soon the ICD-9 strikes back kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the best of those, right? Well, we're, we're remaking so. the DSN-1, and we're going to change all the actors, but we know that there's a lot of nostalgia we can cash in on. Yeah, this will be a DSM one reboot. Like, you know, people that were diagnosed as kids and want to introduce their kids to psychological (laughs) diagnosis. Uh, (laughs) So uh, what what type of equipment do you use to edit? Do you use a certain program or um, how do you uh, have the setup for uh, recording the, the podcast? So the recording, we tried at first uh, a few microphones. Dan has an amazing multi-part, multi-generational uh, audio, uh, audio-visual setup. Yeah, because I, I walk dogs during the day, so like I and in Boston, like you have a large transient population, so I was picking up all this like great shit off the street, and I was just kind of like, oh, can I make a fully functional movie theater basically added junk or stuff I found at thrift stores. And so it's got 5.1 audio with all like vintage speakers. I got like 10 video game consoles hooked up. There's a laser disc player. There's and the laser disc player plays DVDs. We haven't uh, really used the, maybe we should do twilight of the cockroaches. That's like the best thing. I got. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, you've seen that. I've seen that. I saw it when it came out. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 because that's like, well, okay, we'll save it for the pie, but it's a, it's a movie about the Japanese experience in the Second World War told through the perspective of a bunch of bugs living in this, like, very untidy bachelor's apartment. Yeah. Um, that's a good movie. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but, but back to the recording, so he's got this, this whole amazing setup, and then we tried recording um, and tried several several. Uh, well, we tried microphones. Oh, yeah, um, I got some random mic, because I don't do a lot of, like, recording stuff, really. It's it's pretty much all focused on playback. So, yeah, we were trying the mics and having a lot of, like, we had a little bit of luck with that, like, gaming headset with yeah, the that's microphone the best. in it. But Yeah, I even brought a mic over that I had gotten for something um, and used twice. Um, <laughs> now, no better. What we found was that the thing that recorded the best was uh, the laptop. So we're doing this right now through the laptop. This is a recording 
studio. But then after the laptop, we take it through, we run it through Levelator, because even as, you know, we move, might lean back a little bit or might lean forward. We're trying really hard to stay leaning forward. Um, but also, and, and the mod, uh, our voices can, one can be louder than the other. So we run it through Levelator once, so it gets the, the sounds at about an equal, um, I don't know, equal footing, equal level. But you um, still get a little bit of that room noise, so it still feels like a party. Like, like I always, <laughs> I love those, um, like in the 60s, there were all those stuff, like Playboy After Dark. You just have, like, they're all, you know, they get, like, the, the best jazz musicians whoever from the era. They're talking to, I think you have to host it, but they're just sitting on a couch. It feels like you're kind of after hours at this party. It feels completely informal, and I always love that that vibe or like the old gong show where like Chuck Barris like can't figure out where the microphone is because he's got his hat <laughs> pulled over his eyes and he's carrying a hockey stick. <laughs> um, and I feel like it gives it a little bit of that vibe, but the levelator definitely helps like make it listenable. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It doesn't get rid of, of, of the sound. And I haven't been, Oh, so then we run it through audacity and I've, I learned all about this from, from, um, uh, from Dan. Um, I never did that before, but it's been great uh, uh, figuring that stuff out and learning it. Well, Dan gave me some guidance, and then I'm also figuring some some of my own. So we run it through Audacity and and get rid of the the long uh, swaths of dead air because <laughs> um, we'll both. I'm working very hard on on speaking in somewhat coherent sentences without too many long pauses, but we'll both speak with long pauses. Um, That'll, and you hear me saying um a lot too, mm. um, and and Dan saying mm. yeah, and I do a lot of mm. <laughs> and we'll do it in the middle of our sentences. So the uh, the audacity has a uh, has a lot of effects, including truncate silence. So we'll run it through it three times. Uh, we figured out it took a number of episodes to figure out what feels like a decent combination, so that uh, it gets rid of a lot of that space but keeps it somewhat um, somewhat naturally. Or, or what sounds like a little bit of a natural space sometimes between um, uh, what was a really long uh, space of several seconds. Um, and then I also go through and do a little bit of content editing. Um, let's say the last one, um, you know, I, I don't know how allergic you are actually to this, Dan, but I'm allergic to putting in full names. So, for example, that's why we've got the Potteraptor, right. and I was referring to somebody as E. Um, or and then I, I should be more allergic to it because probably I could have published that book by now. <laughs> <laughs> and not worrying about people suing you for a defamation. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean. But in, in in this last one, we actually had a few of the people watching the movie with us, and there was one person who I think really didn't. He didn't want to be on the podcast, even though we invited him to. And I don't think he really wanted to Well, he didn't know. I mean, I told him we were recording the podcast, and he um, he has a lot of... Don't provide too much detail. He, he's been collecting stuff off the street for longer than I've been alive. So he had some pre-video game Nintendo toys, and he was like, he called me, and he knows that I collect Nintendo stuff. And he's, you know, he's like, hey, Dan, you got to see this stuff. And he lives around the corner. And uh, he was showing me the stuff, and then Ron came over, and, you know, we had to do the podcast, and he had a lot of nostalgic memories of uh, and maybe not so much Barbarella, but at least Jane Fonda in Barbarella and nothing 
uh, and not in anything else really for a lot of the movie. And, um, yeah, we had like a running joke that he was DB Cooper, which I, I really, I like that, but I, I think it was, um, there were too many details. Yeah. So he, yeah. So I cut, I cut, um, definitely his first name. I mean, but all I know, he actually is DB Cooper. (laughs) But actually, Stan doesn't know this yet. Is is that not only cut out our, our descriptions of him and 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 some details, although I guess we just reintroduced them. Uh, well, and but, and then you 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 left in the long discussion of who is DB Cooper, right? No, I no, cut, you that, cut out. that out. Okay. Yeah, so I, I kept it until the last cut. I went through several, and I finally said, you know what, this doesn't quite make sense because it's totally out of context. Um, so what I did was I sliced it, put it aside, and say we'll figure out later how to introduce it, how to put it in another episode. Even though that feels, I don't know, now that I'm saying that, it feels like cheating. I don't know. For those who don't know, D.B. Cooper is like a very famous missing person. That was a pseudonym of a guy who hijacked the plane in 1972 with sunglasses on, jumped out of the plane with like, I think sixty thousand, eighty thousand dollars, something like that, in small bills, and then nobody ever heard from him again. Oh, and there's a good example of where you know the name DB Cooper came up. It was mentioned you know several times before I said, okay, so here's why I admit my ignorance. Who's DB Cooper? Because I kind of went along with it at first. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, DB Cooper, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of nodding along, um, and that's where uh, I, th- I think that's part of the role that I play. Daniel's all the stuff. I can't remember if I said it. I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But mm. Dan knows all the stuff about movies and everything in the world. And I'm the guy that says, wait, what's that again? And occasionally, yeah, I like the movie. Well, I don't know. I mean, you you pulled up some, like, you pulled up some movies that, like, I never heard of. And they're, like, totally the kinds of things I would have been looking for. Like, I feel like you're... You're kind of selling yourself short, right? Because, like, <laughs> how did I never see Listomania before, like, two weeks ago? Like, Ringo Starr as the Pope? And apparently I've told a lot of people about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how often I mention it. It's more like it's not that I'm constantly talking about it to the same person, but I'll mention it. It's like, oh, have you ever seen this? Because it's got some pretty uh, some scenes in it. And I'm like, yeah, everybody has to see this. Like, yeah, totally that's, that's not a joke. Like, literally, Ringo Starr shows up in full Pope regalia playing the Pope. Yeah. With with full beard. So, mm. Anyway, that's the episode, I think, that is coming out, well, the week we're recording this. So it's the week of the 8th. Mm. Um, so we should be dropping that in a few days. Um, well, that's a movie oh, that I'll, I'll have to check out. <laughs> and, and, so, and just one last note about the Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one last thing about the editing is, is in terms of editing for content uh, is, you know, say one episode uh, ran for less than an hour. Another episode ran for more than two hours. Um, so with those longer episodes, we split them up in two and sometimes drop them both uh, on the same day or in the same week or sometimes split uh, a week apart. But in some cases, We've just, okay, here's a good point around the middle and say, okay, that's where it becomes part one and part two. For the Planet of the Apes episode, for example, we did um, part one was the discussion of Planet of the Apes. Part two is the outtakes because we spent so much time talking about stuff like our trips, to, our separate trips to South Dakota 
Mm. Um, and we really got into it because the trip to South Dakota was was one of my favorite trips ever. I mean, especially when you find the Empire or the Statue of Liberty in the sand in <laughs> South Dakota, and you're like, wait, I thought that was in New York. In the Badlands. Those yeah. damn dirty apes. <laughs> um, but so there's an example of where we actually like did, did some heavy content editing and split it off into, okay, here's the well, I wanted to say the the coherent discussion of Planet of the Apes. There's nothing coherent about it, but it's something mm-hmm. focused on Planet of the Apes. And then the other part is a whole bunch of like five to ten minute long discussions. Oh yeah, at one point we end up talking about uh, guys holding up fish that they've caught on the uh, in pictures. Oh yeah, dead fish of Tinder. Yeah, like that was the and now like guys are trying to avoid it because like the the girls all caught on that. Like it's uh, it's kind of weird that like your public face is a big dead fish. A big dead fish, and now they're all walking dogs. I think is what I heard. But oh, because then you feel look, look how sensitive you are. You walk a dog. Oh no! I mean, ever since I started walking, because before I was walking dogs, it was just like, okay, here's this crazy guy that'll argue with anybody, and he drinks too much coffee. And now <laughs> that I'm walking down the street with a dog, I get like. Women coming up to me left and right, it's like, oh, such a cute dog, <laughs> you, you know, and, and like I can say the same weird crap that I've always said because I don't have a filter. And, and they're just like, oh, it's cute because he has a dog attached to him. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, I didn't have had too many people come up to me about my dog, but it probably helped that it was a 110-pound German Shepherd mix <laughs> who was the sweetest thing in the world, but, you know, scary looking. Anyways. Sorry, that has nothing to do with movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the vibe in in uh, what you would uh, describe as a combination of Playboy After Dark and The Gong Show. Um, <laughs> minus the gongs. <laughs> yeah, there's no we we haven't gone. I mean, I used to have like events at my apartment because I was just because I I was. I had the record store in the back of the junk shop. This guy had literally, the guy who owned the store in front of me had been picking up every VHS tape he saw on the street for 28 years. And he was like, I'm never going to sell this stuff. Just get him out of here if you want him, Dan. So I'd make a pile of the weirdest tapes I could find in the store, like the making of the Los Angeles Lakers say no to drugs. That's a favorite one. Or uh, this like two-hour tape of James Doohan, a.k.a. Scotty from Star Trek, answering questions in a Hawaiian t-shirt at an old folks home, <laughs> um, stuff like that. And that was an official license release. That was like legal, which is, which blows my mind. It looks like security camera, footage, but make a pile, have some people over and, and we would do VHS gong show. Like I put the tape in and then whoever says uncle first, you know, we switch out the tape at that point. Um, so everybody had veto power. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some of those tapes, like some of those tapes, you could buy like off TV in the middle of the night back in the day because you had a lot of those. Uh-huh. God, there was one where it was like, it it was genuinely just it was like half um, girls gone wild, half like police footage of car accidents, and it wasn't like it was split evenly into halves. It was just kind of like, oh, here's boobs here's like really grainy footage of a car veering off the road and then flipping over and, and somebody vetoed that very quickly, but. That's uh, fair. That seems a little exploitative and, 
problematic. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and you definitely needed your parents' permission before you could give their uh, credit card info to buy it off of <laughs> PBS or whatever in the middle of the night. Oh, so this is like a full infomercial of James Doohan in a in a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, the the Doohan thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, that that's a different tape. No, the oh, oh no, okay. no, that that's a completely. But this uh, <laughs> no, the, but I mean to buy it. Oh, the Doohan, you couldn't buy it. It was a, um, as far as I can tell, there's only one record of the thing existing on the internet on somebody's, like, Star Trek fan page trading thing. I'm pretty sure they just sent promotional copies of it to other old folks' homes saying, like, you can have this at your old folks' home. <laughs> you can have Scotty. You know, you can, yeah, you can hire him to answer questions for two hours and then... Side note, I was once went to a Star Trek convention mm-hmm. that was going on here, um, and my sister happened to be visiting, so, so she joined me, and she was really excited. Yeah, she's totally not into the show or anything, but she was really excited that James Doohan was there signing autographs, and she kept talking about it, and then afterwards, like, as we were walking around, she was still excited that we saw him, and I didn't realize that, that she didn't know that that was an impersonator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or, or Wait, there was a fake James Doohan? It was a fake James Doohan, a James Doohan tribute artist. Um, so I felt really bad, like like popping the popping the, the balloon, the bubble, what's the right phrase? Crushing there is such dreams. a thing? Was, like, what was that? There is such a thing? <laughs> As a James Doohan tribute artist? Yes. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. There's, you, you go to these conventions. I've actually only been to one or two, but um, also been to comic book conventions. Well, one or two comic book conventions and gaming. But yeah, yeah. You've got you've got uh, impersonators who who go there. Um, you know, some are just they dress really well and they look nothing mm. nothing like the actors or anything. But then you've got people who. Oh, yeah, Yeah, we're made to look like him. I remember when I was living in New York City, like, I went to Comic-Con one year. That was the only day I took off from Occupy Wall Street when that was going on. And every other year, I would set up a lawn chair outside the Javits Center and just watch the people walk in in their costumes. And that's always better than the actual convention. (laughs) Um, And a lot cheaper. Yeah, we went to uh, uh, while we were there. We went to a talk that was given by uh, two Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the two second two second rate Klingons uh, from uh, um, uh, wait, not Deep Space Deep Space Nine. Uh, that was one of them. There's like eighteen. Yeah, no, there. I mean they're like DSMs at this point. There's so many Star Trek series. No, but I'm just trying to remember which one the Ferengi were from. But anyways, you know, second-rate Klingons, and it wasn't even <laughs> like the main one. It was it was two that had maybe shown up for a few guest appearances. So that's that's who talked. And I like about five minutes into it, I'm like, I don't care about them. I'm bored. <laughs> so we went and looked around some more. <laughs> I mean, what, what did it what did it say? They're like professionally professionally wrinkly, like. <laughs> I can't even remember if they were in costume. So, but yeah, it's much more fun walking around and seeing the people in costumes than the people who are part of the... Um, I mean, I guess if it was something like... If Leonard Nimoy was there, I would have been there, you know, jaw dropped the entire time. doesn't matter what he could be saying. Um, he could be reading the back of cereal boxes. I I used to love going, because, I mean, I've been collecting comic books since I was, like, in diapers practically, 
And um, it used to be really fun to go to these small local comic book conventions because you would have all these people bringing out these like huge collections that had been sitting in their basement or a storage unit, kind of like Ron's comic collection. And you would find like the weird comics that were basically just kind of hidden, forgotten history at that point. And especially like 20 years ago, it was, or, you know, even 15 years ago, a lot of the major stuff in the history of comics, you kind of had to dig for it yourself at flea markets. Like the, none of it was reprinted in any useful way. Um, like pre-superhero stuff, especially, but like any basically anything that wasn't superhero stuff, like westerns, horror comics, you know, newspaper comic strips from before World War II. Like you, you wouldn't find. It was fun having Dan go through my my comic book collection because most of them are from the eighties and and they're not worth they're worth one tenth of what they originally cost. <laughs> but then there'd be some stuff like oh. Wait, you have that? Well, there was one at least that that I know that you had. Maybe you had the reproduction, or you had the uh, the cover, or you'd seen the cover, but you. Oh, no, there was the I back own. of it. So there, there's this great, probably my favorite, because the uh, comics promo posters. I love collecting that stuff because a lot of them are like very well done. And I, I had been looking for. Um, I had like a clipped out version of this promo poster for the DC release of V for Vendetta in the United States. And I clipped it out. I put it on the wall next to like, I think I had a sea monkeys ad next to it. Um, and I finally, I found a glossy version on the back of one of his comics. And then on the internet, I finally found a full size copy of the promo poster, which is like a big, uh, um, that's like one of the centerpieces in the dining room. That's like a, it, it's just such a nice looking poster. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have like some Steve Ditko doctor, uh, like early Dr. Strange, Nick Fury stuff. I mean, the Nick Fury stuff is Jim Storanko, not Steve Ditko, but like that stuff's always really fun. To, like I always loved how Steve Ditko drew fingers because they're just like these creepy noodly appendages that are like longer than the hands sometimes. Well this is a good example of where well without going to detail of who Steve Ditko is or the other guy. The co creator of Spider Man. If you look at old Spider Man comics, look at the people's fingers and tell me it's not really freaking weird. <laughs> but this, this is where I'd ask so um so who is Steve Ditko? And then <laughs> we'd hear more about this. This is uh <laughs> This is why yeah, I either um, yeah. um, miss my porn or feign it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I used to go to a, a convention in New Jersey called the Chiller Convention, and it was a, a convention with, like, people from horror movies and, and like, uh, actors that haven't been in, in the scene too often, but um, on Saturday nights they would have a party, and... I remember hanging out with uh, Horshack, the guy that that does Horshack, uh, or who did Horshack on Welcome Back, Cotter, uh, Frank Stallone, and John Schneider. They were all dancing around, and and that was kind of weird, Um, along with Martin Cove, who was in uh, uh, Karate Kid. Uh, Yeah, so, and and then I posed with uh, these people dressed up as characters, uh, Count Chocula and Booberry, 
so I'm assuming that they weren't the real ones, but they were dressed like them. So, so yeah, I got that. So <laughs> I've been there. So, but whether they were the original. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say sea monkeys. Did you ever order sea monkeys? Because I did, and I was really uh, disappointed. Exactly. Same here. Um, you know, you get so excited after years of of of. of seeing them, seeing those ads, and like, I want sea monkeys, I want sea monkeys. You order them, it's a bunch of powder, you put it in the water. If you're lucky, <laughs> um, some of them will, will turn into things that move of their own volition as opposed to the powder, which just moves around if you shake <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, they were boring, um, and of course I ended up ordering them twice. <laughs> yeah, uh, because they might be real yeah. in, the, in the next one, you know. You might, you might actually yeah, get yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe that was a bad batch of sea monkeys. Yeah, yeah, right. It might have been bad batch. I got to try again, you know, or what could I possibly have done wrong? I have no idea. What was your experience like? The same, only I didn't order it twice because (laughs) it was my mom's money, and she was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I'm not buying this (laughs) again. She's like your dream. Your dream is over for for sea monkeys. <laughs> so yeah, I never heard a story about the sea monkey. Like it's always just kind of yeah. Like people think that they're going to learn something about like aquatic monarchy, and they end up learning about like 19th century infant mortality rates to a powder <laughs> bag. You know, like. Oh god, that's funny. So my, my actually the two. Sea monkeys experiences, I, they were probably about 20 years apart, so I forgot. <laughs> got them once. It was my parents' money. Um, and that was when I was probably, I don't know, maybe in middle school. I'm trying to imagine the room, so that was probably middle school. I moved around a lot. Um, and then the second time was about seven or eight years ago with my coworkers. Um, I'm pretty certain the first time around, I I did do it wrong, and all I was seeing was powder falling around <laughs> inside the water. The second time, I'm fairly certain that they actually came to life, or I don't know what you call that, um, and they were just as boring as when it was just powder. <laughs> <laughs> so next time I have a yearning for sea monkeys, I'm just going to grab a glass, some water, and, I don't know, pour some salt into it. And it might be even more exciting. Yeah, it's like make Kool-Aid and drink it. <laughs> yeah, take the Kool-Aid and don't stir it. <laughs> yeah, I got the Kool-Aid and the yeah, Metamucil, and yeah, yeah, you'll you'll have something there. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Hey, something really might grow from that. You never know. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, that'd be pretty cool if something came from that. A little disturbing. Yeah. Like, why are there bright shrimp inside my Kool-Aid? Well, that that's where, yeah, that's where they, they get all these, like, judge appointments, right? Because, like, they don't have any legal experiences. They seem like they were grown and, like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know where Trump seems to find these guys, but they, they all seem to be, like, the human equivalents of those, um, those, like, like sponge in a pill things you get at the gas station and he just waits for it to grow nine times its size and then puts it in the judiciary system. Like, oh gosh, that's so funny. So 
tell everyone how they can listen to your podcast and and get more of this conversation. How can how can people uh, connect with you online? Because I I love oh, it. I, I've laughed like we're on Oh, sorry. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was saying like every episode that I've listened to, I've laughed. Like it, it's just so much fun. I mean, you learn about the movie, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you guys really, you know, make me laugh. So that's a good thing, you know. That's like the equivalent yeah. to that's like that's better than holding a fish. <laughs> well, thank you. That's really sweet. We appreciate it. We're, we're both cheaper and more entertaining than sea monkeys. <laughs> yeah. So far, we're free. When you know a little bit more, you know, if we're going to let this go to our head, and we're going to start charging people per episode. You might get an annual. We'll maybe have an annual. Um, but yeah, so we're on um, uh, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Google. Play, I think it's Google Music or Google Play. Uh, we also we have a dedicated uh, website, um, so hosted. And there's like a YouTube that <laughs> I didn't know existed, but Libsyn they like they put you everywhere. If yeah. you choose to. Yeah, and like I, I mean, this is about this is about exposing ourselves far and wide, yeah. or exposure. I mean, it, that's that's gonna sound like dirty anyway to put it. <laughs> the exposure the trench coat's open, folks. <laughs> um but so the the website or searching for the name, which is the 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 made up name, it's anomaly A N as a Nancy, I M as in Mark, O N as a Nancy Y. Wait, I lost myself. Did I spell that correctly? A N O M I N Y anomaly. Use it in a sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the anom- the anomaly lay on the floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anomaly.com works as well. See anomaly. Uh, see anomaly. Ooh. We need to take that. Powdered time. packets. We're going to start selling our own powdered packets of see anomaly. <laughs> We're just part of packets of us. Oh yeah, yeah. We can use one of those like dehydrator rays, like in the Adam West Batman movie, right? Where you can shoot <laughs> them with a ray, and then they turn into like Kool-Aid powder. <laughs> but yeah, no. So you can listen to us in a lot of those places if you look up. Uh, and I mean, the one nice thing about having a word that nobody knows is that. There aren't a lot of other Google results for that word if you search it besides Google thinking that you wanted to search a different word. Right. And I can't remember. It's a nominee questionable movies. And I cannot remember if a search for questionable movies, at least on um, you know, on the services. Um, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be held accountable for anything you find searching questionable movies <laughs> in Google. Um, I just want to put that disclaimer out there. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think I mentioned the reason I – it was nominee Mostly Movies briefly, but somebody else has a Mostly Movies podcast. And even though the name uh, – the phrase Mostly Movies is probably not trademarked. Would that be copyright or trademark? Trademark. Mm-hmm. Um, I still figured, oh, let's not use that. It looks like – Well, because it was false advertising because we were mostly super friends, I think. For Seriously, though, you go back to those Super Friends cartoons, and there was some fucked up shit, man. <laughs> like, 
they're really uh yeah they're fun to talk about i think they're more fun to talk about than watch oh yeah for sure <laughs> so they were really saving everyone you know yeah do not watch the super friends episode we will recap it for you we'll discuss it in excruciating detail and and so you never have to watch that mm-hmm. um so uh uh, and I, you know, we've just lost uh, potential listeners who are fans of Super Friends. Uh, uh, Why watch movies when you can listen to our podcast? <laughs> I just realized that sometimes, you know, our discussion of the movie might be shorter. Our discussions of Super Friends are at least five times <laughs> as long as the episode. Uh, anyways, so you can find us by searching for A N O M I N Y. Dot com or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, etc. And There's a summary uh, you can and be a- found on Twitter too, right? Twitter and Facebook and all those yeah. places. Uh, they're, they're in the back of whatever truck your other podcasts fall out of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, on Twitter and I think on Facebook, we're the real Anomaly because somebody actually took the handle a nominee they're not using it um but it's there and there's i've been a little tempted to reach out to them and say hey can we take on this account a friend of mine actually had that somebody who um is uh an actor in uh, some bit parts in movies uh asked if he could have that as his email address mm. um his name i mean it's not that popular a name but you know my friend he didn't care um, he didn't. Uh, he could still be reached. Just needs to let people know his new address. I kind of like the idea that there's all these fake anomalies running around because, like, that's how you know you made it in the social media world, right? Is when there's fake versions of you running around <laughs> creating chaos. We're misnamed. We should fake anomaly because <laughs> it's no longer nominee. We we put wor- many words to the concept. I'm not sure what it is, but it's counterfeit. Yeah, the counterfeit anomaly. <laughs> the counterfeit anomaly. <laughs> oh, guys. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ron and Dan, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun, and it was it was cool to talk about, um, you know, uh, D.B. Cooper, marijuana, uh, coffee, uh, Barbarella, <laughs> all that, all that crap. <laughs> sea monkeys, yeah, whatever. <laughs> You name yeah, it, we right. talked about it. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on the yeah, show. Thanks and for, for having us. us. And, and for, for letting us, or giving us a, scru- uh, a structure to ramble within. Well, I recommend everyone listen to a nominee. Uh, questionable movies right now, but mostly super friends. <laughs> 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 So thanks again for uh, joining me, and thanks to everyone listening.